Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Good, glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Air Force Falcons, who last season went 10-3, and 5-3 and three in the Mountain West. And Air Force is coming off some really good success of late in the last three full seasons that they have played, so being 2019, 2021, and 2022, they have had 10 wins uh, in each season. So tremendous success for the Falcons and moving forward uh, could continue that this season. Um, some amazing statistics for to look at from last season. They led the nation in rushing, which is with their triple option attack. They, uh, they tend to do. They had the leading rusher in the country in Brad Roberts, who has since graduated. They also led the country in time of possession and total defense, only giving up just over 254 yards per game, which is absolutely astounding. And, and I've seen some people uh, questioning that, saying, oh, it's because they uh, play such a slow pace offensively, they control the ball so much, and blah, blah, blah. But... This is a really, really, that was a really good defense uh, the past couple years, especially, and uh, will continue to be moving forward. Um, this year, they have a lot of really good players back. They were also third in scoring defense, only giving up 13.4 points per game. And then uh, fourth down defense, or, or they were fourth and third down defense, I should say. They held their final two opponents, uh, San Diego State and Baylor to uh, 0 for 21 on third downs between those games. Just a tremendous, tremendous defense last season. Um, let's and let's go ahead and dive into the breakdown now. The Falcons play at Falcon Stadium, which seats uh, 46,692 fans right in Colorado Springs in the mountains. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful venue. I've never been to a game at the stadium. I have driven past it. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Uh, just like I said, if, if you have a chance to go, go. And as somebody who's a stadium traveler like me, uh, it's one of those that I cannot wait to cross off my list. Uh, shifting now to a uh, coach on the rise within the program, I, I'm going a little unconventional here, picking the wide receivers coach for a triple option team. But Taylor Stubblefield uh, is, a, is the wide receivers coach at Air Force. He's been there for, for uh, a little while, a couple years. Or, uh, no, this is his first year there, sorry. Um, he he uh, has served most recently as a Penn State's wide receiver offensive recruiting coordinator Then uh, in 21-22. In 2020, he was the wide receivers coach. Also held that same role in Miami in 2019. Earlier in 17-18, held the role at Air Force was at, was in the CFL with the Toronto Argonauts in 2016, 14, 15 he was with Utah, same role. 2013 Wake Forest, same role. 2012 New Mexico, same role. 2011 or yeah, 2011 Central Michigan, the same role. 2009, 10 he was the same role at Illinois State. Was a grad assistant at 2008 at Eastern Michigan, and then uh, wide receivers coach at Central Washington in 2007. <clears throat> uh, coach Stubblefield had. One of the best careers um, as, as a player. He was an All-American in uh, 2004, finalist for the Blitnikoff Award. 
He finished his career from 01 to 04 with an NCAA record 316 catches and is the all-time leader in the Big Ten in receptions and ranks second in Big Ten history with 3,629 yards. And if you think about the amazing players that have played um, in the Big Ten at that position, it's it's pretty astounding to think about. But uh, Coach Doublefield is is a very, very good coach. He's well-respected. And the reason I highlight him is because the receiving core could be utilized uh, more uh, this season, potentially with who, who they choose at quarterback. Uh, but his his uh, coaching ability I, will be on notice uh, with, with these new receivers as they've developed really well. And they got some really nice pieces there. Uh, shifting to the schedule now, <clears throat> they uh, Air Force starts the year against FCS Robert Morris. Then they play Sam Houston State in Houston. Uh, then they have Friday night, they host Utah State. And then on another Friday night, they play at San Jose State, uh, play San Diego State, Wyoming. They go to Navy at Colorado State. They play Army in Denver, which is a de facto home game, I guess you could say, for Air Force. They go to Hawaii, they host UNLV, and then they go to Boise State on Black Friday to finish the season. So interesting looking at that. The Falcons could be favored in every game leading up to that Boise State game. That really could happen this year as they are a tremendous group with a lot returning. Now, with that said, they do have some things that they have to figure out. And diving into the breakdown now, position by position, uh, starting offensively, the number one position that they have to figure out is that quarterback position. Uh, the QB position sees a three-man competition between Ben Britton, Jensen Jones, and Zach Lear. Uh, Lear is the Mountain West <clears throat> Conference's 200-meter track champion from this past year. So obviously you know what you're getting from a guy like that. Uh, Britton is known as the best passer of the group, and Jones is somewhere in between the two. He's a powerful runner powerful running style and has a cannon for an arm his teammates ha have been quoted to say uh, i lean in i lean towards him getting the nod he was the backup last year and uh, i think he's got a real opportunity to take over here but if britain gets the job uh, we could see some more passing uh, coming from air force like they've done in the past they've they've situationally did different things in different seasons and they've had success doing it uh, the running back room loses the NCAA's leading rusher from last season in Brad Roberts, who had 1,728 yards last season. Obviously, that's difficult to replace. Uh, the Falcons return John Lee Eldridge, the third, who had 766 yards and an eye-popping 7.7 yards per carry average. I find that that's even more astounding because you know what Air Force is going to do. They're going to run the football, and he still averaged almost eight yards per carry. Uh, fullbacks Owen Burke and Jet Harris will also produce an Air Force's patented triple option attack. The receiving core returns wide receivers Dane Kinneman, uh, Brandon Engel, Kate and Kate Harris, and then Wyatt Wilson, along with tight ends Caleb Rios and uh, James Bryant. Air Force runs the triple option, like I said, so blocking is key, obviously. Uh, watch out for wide receivers Kate Harris and then Trey Roberson, who I haven't mentioned yet and tight end Caleb Relos to break out this season. Harrison Roberson at the receiver position looked really good in the spring. And then uh, Relos has all the tools to be a really talented player. Uh, the offensive line returns four starters, and the new starter, right guard Ethan Jackman, played in 12 of the 13 games last season. Uh, center Thor 
Paglium, uh, left guard Wesley Ndong, uh, right tackle Adam Karras, and left tackle Caleb Holcomb form one of the best u- units in the Mountain West, which, of course, with the offense that they run, is absolutely tremendous. Uh, shifting to the defense now, I gave you guys the accolades already, but I will repeat it from the intro. The defense at Air Force was absolutely incredible last season, leading the nation in total defense at 254.4 yards per game, third in scoring defense at 13.4 points per game, and fourth and third down defense, holding their final two opponents, San Diego State and Baylor, who had good offenses, by the way, to combine 0 for 21 on third down, and almost all the starters returned from that unit. Uh, The defensive line returns defensive ends, P.J. Ramsey and Bo Richter. Uh, Defensive tackle, Jaden Thergood, Peyton Zorjek, Capono Blake, and Caden Blum return to form a solid rotation. Uh, They're good, and uh, Zorjek could be an all-Mountain West. uh, Both those guys uh, could be all-Mountain West uh, picks this season. The linebacking core returns Alex Mock, who was a, who has started games since 2020. Uh, look for Jonathan Youngblood and Arcero Ahai to make a jump in the in production this season. Uh, the secondary returns safeties Jaden Goodwin, Camby Goff, Trey Taylor, who was a second team All Mountain West pick, Jerome Gilliard, Jalen Murgison, and C.J. Boyd, and then cornerbacks Michael Mack, Jamari Bellamy, Ian. Castiogue and Trey Williams also return. I think the most astounding thing with their defense from last season, leading in the country in total defense, being top five and so many other things, they still did not have a first-team all-conference defensive player, and I think that's an absolute slap in the face to to this program um, just because of how fantastic this defense is. On special teams, both kicker, Matthew DePore and uh, punter Carson Bay return and are solid. Air Force doesn't take risks returning kicks or punts. They were both they were bottom two nationally in each return yardage category. So they they want to be able to control things and they are darn good doing it. Final analysis now. This is my opinion on the Falcons heading heading into the season. Air Force has won ten games or more in each of the last three full seasons. Head coach uh, Troy Calhoun has this has things rolling. Uh, there are changes at key spots on offense, but the defense and the offensive line will be elite and a Mountain West championship is is within reach. Um, there is a very distinct possibility that, that this team will be favored in every game leading up to the finale at Boise State. And, and I think we're all well aware of Boise State and uh, <clears throat> their standing in the Mountain West. And there is a great opportunity that those two, now that the divisions are gone, it could be a rematch the very next uh, weekend between the two um, and the conference championship. So it'd be re- really, really interesting to see how that unfolds. But like I said, they have to figure things out at the quarterback position, and I think they'll be able to do that. You know this team's going to be disciplined. They're going to play hard. They're going to do everything the right way. And uh, this is a darn good football team. So one to watch moving forward. Again, like I said, this is a good football team. Um, that's won 10 games and three out of the past four years and one and the year they didn't was 2020 when they didn't even play 10 10 games total so uh, again this is a team to watch moving forward so 
Hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Love doing these. Thank you for listening. It's one of the favorite things I get to do every year. Please like, subscribe, or you listen to the podcast. Get the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.